how we were blessed last week with two men of God to preach the way they did. Not holding back, but giving God all the praise and the glory. And how that they gave us the word of God that if we would listen, we would grow. And I can't get over him saying round two. This fight's not over with yet. No, it's not over with yet. And for those that think that the devil, and, and there's a crowd out there tonight that thinks the devil is not loose on earth. There he is. There's a whole crowd out there that thinks the devil is not loose on earth right now, that, that God's got him bound for a thousand years. Well, I tell you what, something sure has been fighting the Christians. I mean, something's been trying to tear the church down. Amen. I, I believe that with all my soul and heart tonight, Satan is still loose. Because I feel him fighting daily. And I know you feel him. If you're born again, bought by the blood, you feel Satan warring against you. Amen. Because every time we'd go to do good, evil would be present. Amen. Turn in the Bible to Revelation chapter number 21. For a thought the Lord had laid on my heart tonight, I won't try to keep us long, but I will try to obey God. Revelation chapter 21, beginning in verse number 1, the Bible said, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Listen, if you can't shout on nothing, shout on there will be no more pain. Amen. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. He said unto me, Write, for these words are true. Now what else did he say? And faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is the thirst of the fountain of water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers and saucers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. There came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues and talked with me saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. Father, help me right now. Help me, God, speak to your precious people here tonight. God, that we might understand something out of this word of God tonight. 
that would help all of us, Lord, to understand, God, you are the final say-so. God, whatever you said in your word, God, will be done. God, we have no doubt that Jesus was sent as thy only begotten Son to warn us, Lord, of hell to shun and heaven to gain. God, help us understand that tonight, that it rests upon Christ Jesus. And Lord, we bless and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Christ has the final say-so. Christ finalized this thing. We were told about it in prophecy, and Christ finalized it. Revelation sealed the book up, and these things will come to pass before the Son of Man returned. Turn in Isaiah chapter number 9, and look with me there in verse number 7. It said, Of the increase of his government, and peace there shall be no end, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth. Listen, even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. What is he saying? His government will never end. Christ is the final say-so. He is the final judge, amen. I don't care what man says. Amen. He's not the final judge of this thing. He doesn't have the final say-so. Christ has that last word. Amen. He's either going to say, Depart, I never knew you, or welcome, thou good and faithful. He's going to, listen, the only thing you're going to do is bow before him and confess him, Lord. That's all you'll be able to do. Because in his presence, I assure you, friend, you will humble yourself. And as he gives the final say-so, he said there in the Old Testament, in Isaiah, and Isaiah said, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Heaven's eternal, hell's eternal. Earth will pass away. Everything we know will melt one day and be gone. Now think about what I just said. So the only thing and the only hope we got tonight is what we've sent ahead and what will meet us at the judgment seat. I, hey, listen, I've got a lot to answer for. But I'm glad Jesus covered it with his blood. Amen. When he looks on me, all he'll see is the blood. Amen. I don't want to stand before God naked. No, no, I want the blood covering me, amen. So when he looks down, he won't have to say, depart, I never knew you, amen. Amen. Listen, there's a lot of people don't want to know me, but I sure don't want my Lord and Savior to say that, amen. He will be the final government. He has already set it up, and it will be so, amen. The things that are to come are already put into motion, Amen. I don't care what the world's are doing. I don't care how they're voting on it. I don't care what they're running up the flagpole and saying this is right, this is the way it is. No, 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 friend. God's the final word in all of it. In Matthew chapter number 14 and verse number 36, notice what he said. In Matthew 14 and verse number 36, 
and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Perfectly whole. Now I want to tell you something tonight. If you touch the hem, I'm talking about spiritually tonight. If you touch the hem of that garment spiritual, you will be made perfectly whole. Listen, you will have flaws until the day you die. But when he looks at you through the blood, you are perfect. You are totally perfect. Why? Because of what he has done. Amen. Listen, he is the only one that's ever been able to make you perfect and perfectly whole. Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. Aren't you glad that God loved you enough? He said, and besought him that he might only touch the hem of his garment. Have we got that kind of hunger today? I mean, in 2021, are, are you willing to press through the crowd to touch the hem of his garment? Now think about it. What are they saying? It's going to be a fight to get to him. You think the devil ain't going to fight you every step of the way? Oh, he'll put every obstacle in your way to stop you from touching the hem of that garment. Twelve years, wasn't it, brother, that she had an issue of blood. Spent all she had and said, if I can but touch him. Just touch him. It didn't say I had to talk to him, had to pray with him, had to follow him day and night. No, if I can just get close enough to touch him. If we can just get close enough now to touch him, we'll be made whole. Uh, Beardy sings that song, The Missing Peace. You don't know what peace you're missing until you find Jesus. Amen. I mean, literally, you don't know the peace of mind that comes when we truly know Jesus Amen. Listen, I'm talking about Jesus being the final say-so, being the final thing, and he is the final piece in our life that we need to make us whole and perfect. Amen. Aren't you glad for that tonight? Aren't you glad he's a God that loves you, cares for you? Turn over in the book of Mark, chapter number 13. I try to line it up where you can just carry right on through here. You don't have to jump frontward and backward. Mark chapter 13, if I can find it, you can find it. Amen, you had it right. Amen, Mark 13, are you there? Verse number 31. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. That's wrote in red, folks. His word's enduring. His words are promises. Amen. And believe me, everything we know will pass away, but his word will not pass away. I, I, I wished I had that much confidence in my government. Have you ever looked at the American government? Look at the treaties and the things that they've signed over the years since the founding of this country, and how many times America lied. Or oh, if you'll sign this, Indian, we'll give you this 
Well, we found gold over there, so now you got to go over here. Right? They signed treaties that said forever. It'll be yours forever. Well, we decided forever to only last. Hey, have you ever looked this up? A lifetime warranty, according to your government, is 20 years. Yeah. When they advertise, it's got a lifetime warranty on it. Well, the government said they only have to back it for 20 years. Now, you think about what I just said. And they want us to believe in our government when a lifetime's only 20 years? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Have I put it plain enough English that we can understand? Our government is not perfect because it's made up of imperfect people. Our church is not perfect. It's made up of imperfect people. But our Lord and His Word is perfect. And it'll always be there. It'll never end. There is no end to His Word. Everything we know will pass away, including you and me. But His Word will endure forever. Are you with me? Say amen. Look in Luke, if you will, chapter number 1. Luke chapter number 1, verse number 33. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Heaven is eternal, folks. Heaven is eternal as anything you can imagine. Now, he in his book wrote a many a thing about trying to get you to understand what eternity is. I believe he said if a sparrow flew from ocean to ocean carrying one grain of sand, that'd only be a moment in eternity. Now think about that. How long would it take for a sparrow or a bird or anything to fly from shore to shore carrying one grain of sand? I can't comprehend that, can you? I can't calculate that. God said that's only a moment in time. Now think about it. Eternity. Now the part that people don't understand is he said hell was eternal. We want to believe heaven is but we don't want to believe hell is. This word's eternal. You remember what the word is, right? The word was made flesh and dwell among us. Right? Ain't that what the writer said? The word was made flesh. So God is this word and this word is God. So this word will never pass away. Amen. And think about it. If God said you can't measure eternity, you can't fathom in your mind how long that'll be. You that's lost and undone without God, how long could you stand hell? Well, I want to tell you something. If you ever get there, you won't never get out. You have to make preparation now to get out of hell. I'm talking about Christ is a final say-so in all of these things. If Christ said it was going to happen, if Christ said don't do it, if Christ said you ought to do it, then you ought to listen to God. Amen. Because there's a lot of things that the world is doing right now 
that God said, don't even look on it. Don't even touch it. Don't even think about it. And the world's accepted it for normal. Oh, preacher, you're just old fogey and you're behind the times. Well, I serve an old-fashioned God. I tell you how old-fashioned he is. He ain't never changed. And he ain't never going to. Amen. You can run her up the flagpole. You can lump it, bump it, jump it, anything you want to. God ain't changing for you. No, 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 friend. He is not going to rewrite his word to satisfy you. His word is forever settled in heaven. Amen. You might as well just look at the book and say, yep, that's what God said and that's what God meant. Amen. I don't care what spooky Spock wrote in his book and said, oh, maybe God thought of this. Just like the nut that wrote, the Red Sea was only four inches deep. Well, how can it be a sea? They called that a mud puddle when I growed up. Amen. If, I mean, if it was a big, long place, they called it a marsh. You ain't never heard nobody call it a sea. Unless they could float a boat on it. And you ain't going to float a boat in four inches. But let me say this to the idiot that said that and the people that believed that. That's a bigger miracle than what we talk about. How do you drown the whole army and horses and run chariots in four inches of water? That's a greater miracle than what we talk about. We're talking about a sea. No telling how deep it was. And God opened her up. That man went across on dry ground. And the army drowned behind them. Now you won't tell me it's four inches deep. I'm going to shout her out, brother. What a mighty God we serve to drown Pharaoh's army with four inches of water. Oh, my. We want to change it to suit us, don't we? You know, some intelligent somebody somewhere that tried to be intelligent said that. Well, I'm dumber than a box of rocks, and I know better than that. A sea is something that is big. A sea that is something is deep and long across it. Amen. And God stood the waters up that man could walk over on dry ground. Amen. Now, you can say it any way you want to. I'm just going to believe it the way it's wrote. Amen. When he said sea, he meant sea. Amen. When he said a big fish, he meant a big fish. Amen. You can call it a minor if you want to. You can say ain't no way that a whale can swallow a man. Well, I can prove you wrong on that. These whales out there could swallow your bus. Yeah, go look up some of them. The blue whale's tongue weighs more than an elephant. Yeah. You don't think he could swallow me and you? Hello? I ain't the brightest bulb in the box, but I'm in the box. <laughs> Amen. If God wanted a minner to swallow you, guess what? That minner would swallow you because he's God. He is the final say-so. <laughs> Let me help somebody tonight. Can I do that? Just one minute. Let me help somebody. If God can take a hornet and defeat an army, Reader, it's in there. Yeah. I mean, just a little old hornet. You know that thing that's in the yard, got a little nest, and you think, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty. Defeated an army. 
If God can command that, you think he can't get a fish to swallow a man? You think hell ain't eternal and heaven's eternal also? Amen. You're just going to believe what you want to of this part and that part and throw the rest of it away? Ain't going to work for you, friend. You better believe it all from Genesis to Revelation that Christ is the final say-so. Amen. Not me, not the free will Baptist, not any other preacher that's ever been, not any other prophet that's ever been. God is the final say-so. And when he passed it to Jesus, when he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, he gave him permission to judge us. Are you with me? Say amen. amen. Did I read this in Luke? You don't even remember, do you? That means I need to read it again. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. Verse 33. And of the kingdom there shall be no end. Are you with me? All right, do you know where Romans is? You think you can find it? Think you can find it without too much trouble? Romans chapter number 10, verse number 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Are you with me? He came to end the law and bring in what? Righteousness. And how do you get righteousness? Hold, hold on this man. It's not a birthright. You couldn't be born into righteousness. You have to be reborn into righteousness. I mean just because you were born in the Jewish land don't make you righteous. As long as your mom and daddy sit in church and you were birthed in church didn't make you righteous. Your grandpa, your uncles, yeah, all your kinfolk down through the years that started churches, pastored churches, that don't make you righteous. Not one bit does that make you righteous. But Christ being the righteous judge of it all was given there in Romans 10 and 4. He said, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. The trouble is in our believing, isn't it? Amen. Amen. But you also got to remember, he said, I didn't come to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. Amen. <laughs> well, I'm glad I don't have to live under the law. I have a hard enough <laughs> living under grace. <laughs> I can't keep the law, amen. I, I, I'd be hell bound for sure even tonight. Yeah, because I can't keep that law. The law shows me where I come short. Grace says, I know you come short, get under the blood. Amen. amen. Aren't you glad for that tonight? Amen. That he ended and it allowed you and I as a Gentile to come into the family of God. See, under the law, we couldn't. We're a mixed nation. But under grace, he said, whosoever. Are you a whosoever? I seen that on the back of a car the other day coming down the bypass. said, I am a whosoever, John 3, 16. I thought, yeah, I am too. I'm a whosoever. Are you? Aren't you glad you're saved? <laughs> Woo! I'm a free will Baptist. Well, you're probably lost. Because if that's all you are, you are lost. 
You better be saved, sanctified. Know that he is the final say-so. Amen, preacher, tell him about it. I'm trying, I'm trying. Well, I didn't even get an amen on that one. Do I need to back up and do that again? Ephesians chapter number 1. I'm trying to hurry, folks. Ephesians chapter number 1, verse number 20. Are you there? Say amen. You beat me. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Are you with me? Far above all principalities and powers and might and dominions and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Which is his body and the fullness of him that filleth all in all. If we're the body of Christ... What do we look like? If we're the bride, how are we adorned tonight? I'm talking about Christ being the final say-so here. You know, when he comes back and looks on you, he knows if you belong to him or not. You can't pull out that card, oh, I'm a free will Baptist. Oh, I've been baptized. He's going to look for the blood. That's what he's going to look for. He's going to look for the blood applied to your life and see if it made you a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Listen, I ain't saying that you ain't going to have troubles. No, no, no. I ain't what I'm saying. I ain't saying you ain't going to be tempted. No, no, no. I'm not saying that either. I'm not going to say even that you won't fail some. I can't say that. No, no. The Bible teaches us that every man has failed. Yeah, because he said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we've all come short. We've all sinned. And I want to say this to those diehards out there. You sinned enough after you got saved to go to hell over. And if you haven't repented of it, you probably will. Yeah. Unconfessed sin. Look it up in your Bible. See where that puts you with God unconfessed sin oh I've sinned I ain't confessing it I ain't repenting of it you better look that up yeah you better study that one out because we've all sinned to come short of the glory amen the difference between those that's going to heaven and those that's not they repented of it whoa whoa wait a minute repented mean they turned from it not to do it again well I, I, I backslid on it again well ain't you glad God's long suffering Amen. How many's in here with uplifted hands say, I've done the same sin more than once? Whoo, boy, that hurt, didn't it? Yeah. Aren't you glad he's long-suffering? Thank God he's a final say-so, though. Amen. Listen, it's his heaven. We ain't getting in unless he lets us in. Are you with me? Are you, you believing what I'm preaching? You ought to. I'm preaching it out of the Word of God. Amen. 
If it come out of this book, you ought to believe it. That's why I try to back it up with Scripture. Go back to Revelations 21. Are you there? I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and first earth were passed away. There was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Are you with me? And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Stop right there just a moment. No sin will enter in. I don't know how else to put that. No more. (laughs) That Christian monkey's coming back up. No more than you could be a Christian monkey than you can be a Christian drunk. Amen. Amen. You can't be a Christian whoremonger. No, no. They ain't no such critter. You're either a Christian or you're backslidden or you've never been saved one or the other. You need to understand that tonight. And God himself, notice this, God himself shall be with them and be their God and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death. Not an amen in the house. Neither sorrow, that's another amen, nor crying. I'm going to have to get me some flashcards. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. He that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. He said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. He said unto me, it is done. Now hold on a minute. Christ said from the cross, it is finished. What is he talking about? The work that he came to do was finished. Here in Revelation, he said it's done. It's over. It's sealed. It's settled. Ain't nothing else to be added. Can't take nothing away from it. It's done. When it's done, what do you do? You take it out of the oven. Right? When it's done, you take it off the stove. Right? When God said it's done, he meant it's done. Thank God for that. Amen? I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Notice what he said. This is a positive statement. I will give unto him, that is a thirst of the fountain of the waters of life, freely. He that overcometh shall inherit. I'm preaching you need to overcome. Christ is the final say so. You better overcome. Amen. Shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. But. Has your Bible got a but? The fearful. Have you ever seen a day and hour that we're living in such fear as right now? Not in my lifetime. And the unbelieving, the abominable, 
murderers, whoremongers, and saucers. Listen, have you ever seen the lack of saucery going on in the world right now? I mean, everybody and his brothers got a guru, ain't they? Oh, you well, they don't half of them don't even know they're fooling with it. And idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. Now listen to what he just said. You think God don't know who you are? You think the angels don't know who you are and where you stand? Where is your belief tonight? Where is your true belief tonight? God said in his word, if you lose your life for my sake, you shall gain it. But he also said, what would you profit if you gained the whole world and lost your own soul? What profit is there in that? I want to say to us and those that's listening tonight, his word is the final say-so. Because whether you realize it or not, this is God. You're holding in your hand tonight, and God just spoke to you through these scriptures tonight and said, I'm going to have the final say-so. I'll be the last thing that's spoken before you find eternity. Welcome or depart. Now, I want to say this. I don't know... How many will get in by the skin of their teeth? Do you know what I'm saying? Because some in the last moments of their life will make a decision. I know that and understand that. But are you willing to risk eternity? I, I wish I had a stat to give you tonight that said how many went to sleep last night and didn't wake up this morning? Met God in their sleep. I wish I had a figure to give you how many did that, but I don't. But I can say this, many around the world laid their head down last night, just like that preacher did the other Sunday. Laid his head down after lunch, after his message, and he met God. So if that's true for all of us here tonight, we may lay our head down for the lifetime. This word will be our judge. Not the free will Baptist doctrine, and I love free will Baptist. Not not what I think or you think, but what this book says. This is a final say-so for all life. He's done declared it's going to burn. Everything you and I know around us is going to burn. But we don't have to burn eternally. We can miss hell by the mercy and grace of the Son of God. But we have to make that choice. Now listen to me, I'm closing. We have to make that choice every single day, many times a day. Things you'll face. 
Should I or shouldn't I? <laughs> I, I got to say it, it just come across my mind. If you found a pretty good chunk of money tomorrow, would you look around to see if you could find the owner or would you say, thank you, Lord, you answered my prayer? First thought is you should look around to see if you can find its owner. Amen. Then if there's nobody around that you can say, hey, is this yours? Did you lose this? Because it might be their last money. Maybe they're going to pay a light bill with it or something. Amen. But is your first choice a godly choice in the decisions of your life? You say, preacher, what's that got to do? The Bible said, choose you this day whom you'll serve. Amen. Amen. Now, I mean, if you're out shopping and it's laying in the parking lot, who knows whose it is? But if you saw it fall out of somebody's pocket, you know whose it is. Right? Hey, I've seen ladies lay their pocketbook on the roof of their car and drive off and it fall off. Amen. That happens. I'll never forget when I was young, me and Gail hadn't been married long. And how many remember the first dollar gas machine come into Marion? Right there where fire and ice is right now. You pulled up there and actually put money in it. And the dollar had to be smooth or it wouldn't take it. And I laid my wallet on top of that. Got my gas and drove off. Sheriff's Department called me. We have your wallet up here. And I thought, well, at least I get my wallet back. I don't think I had $12, $14 in it. At least I get my driver's license, maybe. Went up there, and every dime was still in it. They gave me the man's name. He was a green from off Shady Lane. And I called him, and I said, Mister, I want to give you every dollar that's in that wallet for being honest. He said, No, sir, I will not take it. He said, It's not mine, and I didn't do it for money. He said, I'd done it because it was right. Amen. Now, $12 don't seem like much today. But I only made $2.10 an hour then. Yeah, figure that up. That was a whole day's wages after tax. Yeah. That's probably all I had for a whole week to survive on. What I'm asking you tonight is God's word final in your heart. You're going to believe the book? You're going to believe the world? Feel the need to come pray as we stand to our feet. Would you come? I tell you, I feel so inadequate up here tonight after hearing those guys preach last week. You're talking about two anointed men of God that brought a word for the church, amen? The church needs the word. God gave me this word tonight for us. His word's final. It's forever settled in heaven. There's not one job, there's not one tittle will pass away. It's all going to be fulfilled. Anyone else need to come?